Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is October 28th, 2022. Um, hopefully you're having a good one. Maybe you're getting a little ooky spooky on a Friday. I mean, this is the time to do it, right? Um, what is it? Uh, Halloween's Monday, which is kind of lame, right? Um, but hey, you got to get in where you fit in. Halloween weekend. Hey, I know even people who go do Halloween parties on November, which please sound back at me if you think that's a little weird, because I always thought that was odd. Like, to me, I will give you the weekend before Halloween or the weekend after Halloween to do it. So, I mean, if it's, like, right after you're doing it, like, what, I don't I guess November for, it's like, November 3rd. That's fine, I guess. It's, it's cool. It's all right. But um, I'm, I'm definitely do it before Halloween, if you're going to do it at all, you know, or do it on the night, you know, if it falls on the night. So I don't know. But um, let's see. Let's talk about me. I'm not trying to talk about other people who do late Halloween parties. Um, hmm. What about me? <laughs> uh, it's been a good week. A lot of work. I would definitely say I hit a point where I'm like, you know what? I'm burnt. I'm burnt out. I'm tired. Like, <laughs> it just hit me, and I was not stoked about that feeling because we are kind of in the middle of a – we were in the middle of a situation, like, this week where we didn't have as many people. So I was like, I all these days that I'm working are mandatory. I can't even take it off. I don't want to get a point or whatever. So I was like, let me get through this. Let me march along. Uh, luckily, though, the work kind of petered out for me, a little bit less trash for your boy. So I got to, like, just get out on time the past couple of days. That was really refreshing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, it was good. Uh, food Corner, though. Um, I went to Outback Steakhouse. Um, Australian for food. But um, it was good. I enjoyed it. I will say it was kind of, um, it, was, it hit exactly the spot and nothing beyond that. And I, for the amount I paid, I was like, you know, it is what it is. I got a porterhouse steak. I got it. Uh, medium rare this time. Which, if you guys know me, like I said, I'm a charter shit guy. I will burn my shit at home. I do not care. I am not a good cook. I'm not a good person. And you just need to know that about me. I'm a well done Walter. Yeah, that's me in the kitchen. But um, I will say... I understand what people say in terms of like the less you cook it, you know, finding the sweet spot and just leaving it, you know, alone, letting it rest and then serving it. That's that's what's good cooking. That's what's good eating when it comes to steak. And I'm like, okay, fine, 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 fine. I'm paying all this money. I'm going to like get it the way I think it should go, I guess. So I got um, yeah, medium rare. It was good. I enjoyed it. I will say what did I, I got it with fries. Also, I got the Bloomin' Onion as an appetizer. It was good, and I have some 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 thoughts. Another reason why I'm kind of walking away from Outback, saying okay, it was fine, but I did pay a lot for what I got. Whatever. Um, Bloomin' onion, love it. It's good. You know, if you don't know what a bloomin' onion is, it is uh, fried onions, and they're assembled like a lo- like a big blossom, if you will. And in the middle of said blossom, there is like what I would call a fancy zesty sauce. 
And if you don't know what a zesty sauce is, it is like if you've been to Burger King, it's like this tangy, I don't want to say horseradish because I don't know the ingredients, but like it's like this tangy orange sauce. It's pretty good. Um, it's, I would say Outback has perfected that said sauce. Um, maybe because they were like the first ones with it and other people followed suit. I, I don't know. I don't know the history of that sauce, but it's good. And, um, overall, blue onion, good. Overall steak, very good. I will say I didn't like quote unquote devour it. Like I definitely left some on the bone. I'm going to be real. I'm getting old and lazy and I'm like, I'm not trying to do all this. I've eaten enough. And I, I did. I ate enough. It came with a, I got with fries and a Caesar salad. Uh, let's see what else there. And then just, you know, just water, just some water. I did enough damage. Uh, let's see. But yeah, no, it was good. It was good food. Oh, and the bread. I had some bread with the butter. It's always good. They got the brown bread at Outback. So that was yummy. Yummy in my tummy. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any food notes I have from, from Outback I wanted to share with the audience. No, I think it's good. I think we're good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, overall, good week, you know. I should have um, at least one more episode, like free episode, come out this weekend. So be prepared for that. But yeah, well, let's get into it. Let's get into the news. Uh, we're going to start off with the usual Ukraine-Russia talk. Uh, got this first bump from the insider. Russia, 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 <laughs> Russia accuses Ukraine of planning to set off dirty bombs. But foreign ministers around the world swiftly reject the claim. So definitely going to give you, you know, simplified versions probably today. But, you know, essentially this is kind of one of those false flag situations. Russia has done this before. I know they had had um, a situation they were trying to stoke up prior to the invasion or right as it was happening. And uh, they were trying to, like make it seem like this was like a a provocation or whatever but it's like everyone's like no that's not what this is you guys are literally starting a war right now what are you doing um and this is kind of like once again another one of these ploys uh now putin has you know kind of posted this article has come out and said hey we're not going to do any nuclear stuff we're just you know keeping it real obviously i'm paraphrasing vladimir putin would never talk like that but wouldn't it be nice if he did would be pretty fucking based and easier for me Um, but, um, you know, essentially if this happened, you know, quote unquote, it would be prime provocation for Russia then to use nukes of any kind of variety they'd want. You know, we most likely would be talking about tactical nukes, you know, situations where you're putting them on little missiles and things and you can use them on a battlefield, but they would do a lot of devastation. Um, there was a daily episode. I do not know the title of it or whatever, but they do kind of go into like how a tactical um, nuke situation would work. Um, and stuff is, you know, scary shit. Um, you know, these things can go to work in a way where it's like, we can just vaporize bridges. We can just blow up buildings. Like it just would means that you just shouldn't be able to do it. But, um, you know, essentially any kind of provocation like that would be nice for Putin. It would be good. It would be cool for him, quote unquote. But, you know, I don't know. Once again, I, I will keep saying it in the in the way that information moves in today's age. It's just so fast. You know, this was something that, you know, was said in a phone call to like some counterparts and then spread across the world. And then people are coming, you know, and other, you know, foreign powers are coming up and saying, no, like that's that's false. It's crazy. 
um, you know, Ukraine, um, let's see, yeah, let's see, uh, Zelensky came out with a, um, statement, that's what I was looking to say, um, if Russia calls and says Ukraine is allegedly preparing something, it means one thing, Russia has prepared all this, um, also, I should probably, I guess, explain what a dirty bomb is, sorry, um, a dirty bomb is essentially nuclear, like, material, radioactive material, jerry-rigged together with explosives to cause more or less a nuclear problem, a nuclear event. I don't know, I don't know why I'm describing this like a fucking Marvel movie, <laughs> but, you know, essentially, you're just jerry-rigging a fucking bomb that is a nuclear-powered bomb and would be very bad. And essentially, Russia's trying to stoke or, you know, prop the situation up to say, hey, they're going to do this, so we're going to do that, tit for tat. But, um, you know, it's it, it doesn't seem like it's going to go anywhere. We'll see, because like I said, Putin has come out and said, that's not going to happen. We're not going to do anything nuclear. But if they did that, we definitely would do anything. And yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> we can move on. Uh, this is a Brittany Griner update. I got this from Yahoo News and the New York Times. Uh, let's see. Griner is being sent to a Russian penal colony. What is that? Um, so, more or less here, the situation with, Brian, uh, with Griner, she filed for an appeal. They took the appeal and said, no, you're going to go to, you know, you're going to stay in jail. You're going to, you know, do the nine years. Um, essentially she's, you know, now set to be sent to a penal colony. You know, this article kind of goes into what a penal colony is, uh, essentially 16 hour work days. Uh, potentially you're also, uh, forced to watch like state media propaganda. Uh, they kind of, kind of go into the, how like these are, you know, the remnants or the like, maybe evolution in a way. Cause they, I mean, they haven't gotten worse from a gulag. Gulag was the worst, you know, you're, you're talking Stalin era shit. Um, you know, but essentially yes, a work camp where you're forced to more or less work in a gulag situation. You were working to death. You were never getting out of that ever, ever, ever. Um, in this situation, you are just forced to just work for most of your day. And then for the rest of your day, you are forced to ingest, just shitty ass fucking Russian prop and, you know, propaganda. And, um, that would be a shitty ass way to fucking, you know, go through nine years. Now, you know, obviously we're still hoping that, you know, she's going to get, you know, exchanged, you know, there, but there hasn't really been any update on that. I don't know if we're just going through the legal processes and then we'll go from there. But I mean, this is a development all the same. Also, it's sad too. I think, there was like someone who was maybe visiting or something like that. And they were like, Hey, you know, we left you a basketball. Um, you know, you can play basketball. I know you have like a hoop and stuff. And she was just like, I'm not really trying to do that right now. It would just make me sad. And I was just really fucking bummed to hear that fucking shit. But, um, you know, definitely, um, hope that there is, uh, some brighter developments in the future. I really don't know what will be holding up a swap. I, I would hope whatever that Russia is asking for people wise, like I know we've talked about it, like the Victor boot thing, whatever. I know there's also what the other guy as well, Paul Wieland or something like that. I'm fuzzy on that right now, but um, 
yeah, I would hope that this shit would just happen. On delay. Pronto. I don't know how to say it in Russian or Ukrainian, but fast. On delay. Um, and we can round it out here on our Russia-Ukraine stuff. Actually, this takes place at home in the States. More like, like Washington. Uh, let's see. Got this from the Associated Press. Progressives retract Ukraine letter to Biden after uproar. So this is something that kind of came up, what is it, Tuesday, there's fallout to it, but um, more or less representative, Democratic uh, representative, Pramila Jayapal, um, who is the chair of the Progressive Caucus, um, there was a letter that she, you know, withdrew and said it was like a staff error, this was made way back, um, but it was signed by 30 members of the uh, party's group. And, um, yeah, I mean, essentially, if you read the letter, in my opinion, and I mean, obviously I'm biased here, but to me, it just feels like it's a letter that is saying, hey, obviously you're going to keep doing, we're going to keep doing what we're doing in terms of supporting Ukraine, but we also need to keep democratic avenues open with Russia. Like, inevitably, that is going to happen no matter when lose whatever happens we have to come to a, ta- a table with these people and talk Dim- like you know like diplomats democrats uh, you know what i mean like it's it's not odd to think this way especially this is coming from the progressive caucus and essentially um you know, I don't know how much of a quote-unquote foible this was from the staff or whatever. I don't know if it's like, like that's a throw-under-the-bus thing. Um, I will say, what uh, whatever the reason, my problem with this shit isn't the rhetoric or whatever, the language on it, which conservatives have been going, like, ape shit over. And also, even some Democrats are, too, which I think is really fucking lame. It does also go to show that, like, this is definitely another rendition of how politicians act at wartime. And, like, I mean that in terms of, like, how politicians acted, like, during the, you know, post-9-11 war on terror bullshit and how we wind up in the Middle East doing what we're doing for 20 years. Because both sides of it, right and left, are just, like, banging drums saying, we need to do this. We need to be a part of this. We need to be getting involved. And it's like, do we? What is our benefit? Like... At the end of the day, that wasn't even what the letter was about. The letter was literally saying, hey, like, we just need to not put ourselves in a situation where the Kremlin won't fuck with us. They won't communicate with us because we need to keep that going. Um, I don't think it's crazy. So, I mean, you can find the letter. It is available to get looked up. Um, it's not something I, like, went super deep on. I just kind of skimmed it. But essentially the article here from the AP, you know, just kind of covering the whole fallout. Um people you know there's a mix of reactions in terms of like you know like i said the democrats kind of come out and say hey look i've been supporting ukraine i'm gonna keep supporting ukraine like i signed this in you know several months ago and now this isn't what it's supposed to look like like people are really just washing their hands of this and they're just like you know it's all ukraine like um i know in ukraine it didn't get a good reaction from like top brass or whatever but i mean it really is fucking whatever we're giving them money. We're giving them guns. That's not going to stop. <laughs> At the end of the day, I don't think this does anything. It does absolutely nothing, especially that's why, you know, people went to the dance of like, this wasn't even supposed to come out. This wasn't supposed to come out. <laughs> um, 
but it just looks so stupid when we are literally like two weeks away from midterms coming up. Like it is insane that this is even here. Like you should have just burnt this. It doesn't matter. Nothing is going to change. <laughs> we're going to keep doing what we're doing. Um, so yeah, it's a shame. Um, but yeah, there's details on it. Oh, they do also kind of cover in this article, which I like, uh, they talk about, um, I'll just read the excerpt, excerpt, um, Jayapal said the letter was unfairly conflated with recent comments from minority leader, minority leader, Kevin McCarthy, um, who is a Republican, um, California. He is the, yeah, the whip. Uh, he warned that Republicans will not write a blank check for Ukraine if they win back the House majority in November, which is a wild statement, but that's why people are taking the letter and making it so radical because they want people to say like, well, these are your options, right? Either you you go with a Republican who is saying like, hey, we're going to just stop fucking with them. Like, we're not just going to, like, we're going to rein this in. Like, we're not going to just keep letting you just get as much as you want out of our military budget. Or you're saying, oh, we're going to just, like, negotiate with Putin and give up Ukraine. Like, no. Like, (laughs) that's why it's like, I would hate to be associated in any kind of way with what McCarthy is saying. Because that's not, that's not what should be happening either. At the end of the day, we have guided Ukraine along into this mess. We have to continue to do it. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. This shit is messy for sure. But um, weird situation, weird letter, terrible fucking timing, if you ask me. Um, whew, let me get some water and then I will give you some UK politic news updates, if you will. Dying of thirst over here. Mm. Okay. This is once again Yahoo News, Associated Press, how we got there. Um, Rishi Sunak, UK's ex Treasury chief, gets shot at PM job. So, he got it. Rishi Sunak is the man on top. He is the man who is the next uh, Tory at the, you know, the tip. <laughs> Um, I gotta say the only really surprising thing that kind of unfolded in terms of like how the whole process went, it it was very quick. By Monday, he was there. He was top dog. Um, but essentially, Boris Johnson like dropped out. He dropped out like I want to say like Saturday, Friday, Saturday. Like it was confirmed that he wasn't going to be running. And I was like, is this a fake? Like, is this a fit? Like, is he like playing? Like, what's the word? But essentially, he's like, no him and rishi met they talked and um it was just more or less um oh also penny morden penny morden before i forget before that that fades away out of my brain she was the other third person and uh they just neither of them were going to get 100 votes is what you needed so rishi sunak didn't even have to play the game they knew that they couldn't get it so he knew that he was the only relevant contender and everyone else knew it too so that is what the party has decided, um, and he's the man on top. Now, I've learned a little bit about this guy. There's more details here. Uh, 42 years old. He is the first uh, prime minister of color and the first Hindu um, you know, Indian man to be prime minister. So that's a big deal. Like I said, 
I, I'm not mad at Liz Truss. You know, she did her thing. She tried to be a little libertarian, you know, um, Singapore at the Thames or whatever the fuck they were trying to fucking do. Um, but it didn't work. And they picked her because it was appealing to the nouveau riche. I know that's probably not the right word. I'm just throwing out like $10 words I don't need to be using. Um, it was like upper crust talk. And essentially, these people were going to get, you know, the tax cuts that they liked and they wanted. And it sounded great. But too bad. It doesn't work in a situation of inflation. And you're going to rip your country apart. And, you know, Rishi gets to really say he told you also. And he does. He has his little meeting on Down Street. Uh, 10 Downing Street. There it is. Also, though, my favorite fun fact about this shit. This man is worth a lot of fucking money. Apparently, um he married into it and his wife um is like from a like a tech heiress kind of thing um and he is worth 730 million pounds or 877 million dollars um let's see uh yeah mercy is the daughter of billionaire founder and indian tech giant infosys so yeah together the couple is just worth a lot of money a lot of cash moolah a lot of pounds governor so yeah um there's talk of margaret thatcher fuck margaret thatcher but um i've actually heard a lot of her this week um (laughs) weirdly some of the other podcast stuff i'm listening to but um just apparently um her and Reagan were political soulmates. So, in other words, they were uh, work wives and work husbands politically across the pond. I'm sure Nancy Gok Gok Reagan loved that one. Uh, sorry, I'm going off. I'm teeing off. Gotta get back to gotta get back to the UK. Um, but yeah, Richie Sunak worth a lot of money. Actually, he's worth more than King Charles. So I love that fun fact. There you go. I'm just doling him out to you today. Um, but yeah, he, uh, also worked at an investment bank, Goldman Sachs, uh, as a hedge fund manager. So he's a money guy, money man. Um, uh, oh yeah, his wife's full name. I'm sorry. Akshata, Ak- yeah, Akshata Murti. Um, and they have two daughters together. So yeah, worth a lot of money. They are a cute family. They're adorable. But, um, that is definitely something though that, uh, the UK people do not like. They are not stoked about him having so much money. Actually, um, his wife caught flack apparently for not paying taxes, um, like overseas taxes. Um, that was a big deal, big problem. But um, essentially people were mad, not because like it was legally a problem, but because it was just like, mm, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> it was like morally a problem to them because like, you know, he was making plans and tax hikes that were hurting the whole country and meanwhile his you know his wife is quote-unquote skirting taxes but i don't know i mean i feel like he's just doing the rich thing they're just doing the rich people thing like why would you pay more taxes (laughs) like would you pay more taxes in a capitalist society no you wouldn't once again that's a problem on the system but um whatever who cares i don't know (laughs) maybe i'm being biased i really don't like this whole shit by the way if it's a tory i'm not interested like whatever (laughs) um 
let's see. Is there anything else I wanted to glean here, cover here? Oh, yeah. Also, closing notes here. Um, one of his first big things already this week is he has pulled uh, the UK from going to the next, like, COP26, the climate thing. Um, I think it's going to be in Egypt. Uh, honestly, climate's fucked, guys. It's not looking good. We had the target of not hitting or getting the 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 shit down to like 1.5 or something like that. I forget the numbers. But essentially, if we were going to get the temperature down to 1.5 degrees Celsius, like the change, the increase, the heat. Uh, sorry, I'm explaining this badly. But if we were going to get that down, then like, hey, we would be improving the climate. Things would get better. All the bullshit shit that like all the, the, the storms, all the crazy shit, all the heat. Uh, things would potentially slope better. We are not doing that. Um, it's really bad. But hey, uh, to be continued. Um, anyway, I got one more thing. Technically, it's like a little combined thing. But you know, it's 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 time for me to get the haterade out. <laughs> but also, it's it's an update. So um, you know, smoke break. <laughs> Oh, yeah. A little brewski. Oh, this guy's still going. Let me clear my throat. Da, 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 da. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we have some updates, and it's Twitter-related, so you know what that means. I'm talking about Elon Musk. <laughs> um, yeah. Guys, once again, Yahoo News, my main plug. Uh, and also USA Today. Also, I'm so glad we got it this way. I'm sure I've said this before, but USA Today is like so bogged down with ads on the site. It is terrible to navigate and will often crash my shitty laptop. So love having a little go between here. The bird is freed as Elon Musk now owns Twitter. What's next for the social media giant? Also another follow article, follow up, <laughs> follow up article, um, ABC News. Elon Musk closes deal to acquire Twitter, fires top executives, source. Um, And we'll get into that. But essentially, it it happened. He closed the deal. Um, He's been queuing up about this fucking shit. Um, Let's see, he he did a tweet, the bird is freed. Um, You know, Fifty Shades freed. And yes, so he bought the whole thing for $44 billion dollars. Um, also I found out too, he had to take on debt and the debt is now saddled onto Twitter somehow, I guess. I love economics, but I think it's essentially like a $13 billion debt is now on Twitter's whole ass fucking neck. Um, I think it's just kind of the, the process of how Elon Musk is tied to things. Like he has so much money and he's the richest man because of his business ventures. Like, he will claim to be an inventor, yada, 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 but essentially he's just a money man. He's always the money guy. And because of that, and because he likes to like say things that people think are smart or whatever, um, he's often you know coined as an event inventor or whatever the fuck. Um, but anyway, he's the owner. Um, this has led to some heads rolling at Twitter, you know, when he made it official. But one, let me not get to it yet because let me get into his little fucking jokey joke. Um, let's see, 
I think it happened, yeah, on Wednesday. Um, yeah. He changed his Twitter bio bio to Chief Twit, which doesn't make any fucking sense, but okay. And then he also went into the San Francisco headquarters carrying a porcelain sink, say, and then he tweeted, let that sink in. Yeah. Yeah, that's so fucking funny, dog. Um, and I knew if I watched the tw- the, the video of it, I, my brain was going to shrivel a little, but I did. And uh, he just walks in, and he's just holding a sink. Like, where should I put it? Like, like so funny, dude. So fucking funny, dude. <laughs> but yeah, um, let's see. He fired some people, though. We can get into that. Um, he fired CEO Parag Agarwal. Uh, Chief Financial Officer Ned Siegel, Chief Legal Officer Vijaya Gatti, and General Counsel Sam Egit. And the company will likely be launching an internal investigation, according to the source. So, I mean, I kind of get it. I kind of hate it. Like, this is typical behavior when you come in, you know, as a new owner of a company Especially when you have, like, contentious relationships with the people, um, you're gonna just replace them. You're gonna switch them out with other people. Um, let's see. Elon has, you know, come out and said, hey, like, you know, I'm doing this for free speech. You know, I'm also understanding that this can't just be, like, a free speech, free-for-all, hellscape, whatever the fuck. Um, so, you know, there are gonna be some, you know boundaries there are going to be some rules um but at the same time he has also said hey like people like trump you know a lot of people anyone is going to be allowed to be on here you're going to be allowed to be back on twitter so i mean that's definitely a very awkward cringy thing i think that's where me personally i get a little uncomfortable i get a little uneasy um but i mean I feel like Twitter, for me and my algorithm on it, should be fine. Now, I don't want to talk about what's on my timeline algorithm. That's my business and whoever follows me, sadly, because Twitter's algorithm is kind of bunk for that part. I hope Elon Musk fix that. Fix that, Elon Musk. Um, But yeah, I mean, the company is going to go private. That's an interesting development. Um, You know, they're not going to have to disclose as much information that way. They're going to get to make their own little money moves on their own. Um, I don't know, but let's see, even YouTube is taking hits in this regard, like, no one's doing well, Metaverse fucking sucks, dude, (laughs) Mark Zuckerberg is wasting so much fucking time and money on that shit, but he, he is down to ride, um, so yeah, I mean, that's more or less our tech talk, I think that's all I got for you here today, tonight, you know, whenever you're listening to this. Um, let's see. I got more bonus content, though. It's paywalled. I'm sorry about it. But, you know, it's at patreon.com slash Isaiah News. Um, I also, it gives you Discord access for becoming a newsie. And let's see, you get a shout out every month. Uh, shout out all the newsies on the payroll. Um, because you're part of the gang. You're part of the group, the organization. Um, so yeah. There's that. There's little perks on it. You can check that out the Patreon if you like. Uh, there's a free way to contact me, though. 
let's see, um, IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. And I'm very socially active, so it's not hard to find me. Um, but um, other than that, I hopefully I will see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah. Thank you.